Hi there, my name is Tavana and I'm a private music instructor of over a decade. This is my podcast, Music Lessons About Life with Tavana. Here I discuss how learning music becomes a vehicle for deeper understanding about life, love, relationships with others, personal growth, and so much more. Hey, hey, hey! It's Tuesday. It's been a while um, since I've made an episode, but now that the holidays are over, I am back again to post a new podcast episode and talk about some things that have been on my heart that I don't get to expand on in my music lessons. Thank you for tuning in. Today, I want to explore and expound on the topic of how we use the body um, as an information source for our vocal technique when you're coming from a place of singing, hopefully, with uh, some consciousness about health and not hurting yourself, which I hope is always the goal. Um, Whether it's singing or playing the piano, you want to make sure that you're comfortable in your body first. When I think about um, the times when I was doing a lot of heavy critiquing in my beginning vocalist years of, of of my performances, a lot of the time when I made the sounds I wasn't as pleased with, if you back back the tape up or back the CD up or whatever I was listening to to evaluate myself, it always started with rushing into the phrase, rushing into the song, rushing into the performance without first being at home in my body first. That is something that I talk to my students about a lot, to really slow their thought process down. Because when it's go time, your heart's pumping, your breath is going, and you're really thinking, okay, I really need to go ahead and start this song now because the song is going and the rhythm is going. And what I want to challenge all my students is to make sure that you are at home in your body first before you make a sound. That is goal number one. And maybe sometimes when you're stretching or warming up, you got into your body really present and and mindful. But as soon as you got on stage and the lights came on, you really kind of came out of your body and need to come back into it. I want to Uh, encourage my students all the time to understand that each new phrase, each new inhale is an invitation to come back into yourself so that you can continue the performance. Um, So if if your nerves kind of threw you off a little bit when the lights came up and you were really ready before that happened, each new phrase is an invitation for you to come back into yourself. Each new breath is an invitation to come back into yourself and come back into your technique. So that is the, the thought map that um, inspired this episode and is something that I've been mulling over because I feel like that idea of being at home in your body first can be expanded. I... Um, I want to take the time to do that today. Um, So that's the application of that concept 
when it comes to my vocal and piano practice. Um, the application of thinking of the idea of being in your body first really has to do with performance anxiety, really has to do with managing nerves when it's go time. But how I want to expand that idea is to talk about my own personal aspirations to own a home and um, and to have my own home that I, I live in that's mine and, and comfortable. I've been renting apartments for forever and that's totally cool and it's totally fine. I've been working over the years to you know get the inside of my apartment the way that I want it to look and you know when I turned however way I I turned 25 I um you know I started kind of nesting nesting and not really uh living in a way where it was uh, the period I was ready to move <laughs> you know or move there really fast and just kind of grabbed plastic bins to put things in now I started nesting around 25 or so and um and that's just kind of what I was doing to create a home a sense of home for myself um older I really do want my own you know, space and not, not to rent as much anymore, have a bigger space, have a place that can create a mind state for me of comfort and, and the uh, Danish concept of hygge, which is coziness and um, all of that. But as I venture onto, you know, that path and that endeavor, um, this concept of being at home in your body first really spilled over into that thought map as I pondered what it means to make my body my first home in everything, not just my vocal technique. And I started to think about how we decorate our temple or our body and how we make ourselves at home there in more than just our musical expression and as a way to manage performance anxiety, but as a way to um approach life and our relationships with others. Yoga is a great, um, a great method and way to, and, and mindfulness meditation is also another way to bring us as people into ourselves, into our bodies so that we can be at home here first before we go out into the world and interact with coworkers, friends, and family. And that's a wonderful holistic approach to living, not just singing and, and doing music. And so um, in line with that and expanding on that, I started to mull over how we decorate our home body, how we decorate our body home. And that's what I'm going to refer to it as in this podcast. I started to think, you know, when you decorate your house, you have your your curtains and you have your sofas and chairs and your reading nook and your, you know, when at least when I think about my home, I, I think about how I'm going to experience the kitchen. That has to do with how I'm going to experience my uh, tableware, my dineware, things. I get really granular about it because it's a real hope of mine. But we can get granular about how we decorate our body home as well. Let's explain uh, our body home in the terms of the things we would decorate our real a real house with. Your curtains could be 
the thoughts that you entertain. Your dining where could be the words that you speak to yourself. It could, these all could be metaphors for um, the things that we use to decorate our, our temple. And I really do think of thoughts and mantras and the types of conversations that you entertain, the relationships that you nurture as things that decorate our body home, the food that you put in your mouth, um, the supplements that you take and your rituals for beauty, health, and wellness are all the things that we use to decorate our body home. And I thought of, I thought of using the way that I take care of my temple as a manifestation tool or just as a prayer really for the house I really want on the outside. And that that has to do with understanding my body home as my first home, my body home as something that I can use um, to demonstrate um, ability and willingness to be a good steward over uh, something even bigger, like a real, real external home. Um, and so that is something uh, that I think about a lot. Um, similar to an idea I had a while ago that became, um, you know, very inspirational for me um, as it relates to taking care of what's inside first before you uh, aspire or make greater uh, steps towards something on the outside. And that is the idea that you are your first daughter. When I was younger, I wanted to adopt and be an adopt adopt mom. Um, but then I continued living and learned that I had some remothering to do of my own self. <laughs> and, um, now I'm absorbed with being a better a mom to myself before even thinking about being an adopted mom to anyone else. And honestly, that's really filling my cup right now <laughs> is, is making myself my first daughter. And I think in the same way, what could fill my cup while I'm waiting for a house is to be a great student, steward, steward of my body home. And so I want to talk about a book that I've read several times. And I may have mentioned this in an earlier podcast, I'm not sure. But it's a book that really does, um, and there's many books that you could read on the topic of the thoughts that you, um, that you uh, perpetuate and you continue to think. It's a book called Psycho-Cybernetics by Maxwell Martz. Let me make sure that that title is right. Um, I mean, the author is right. Um, Maxwell Martz. Yeah, yeah. Maxwell Martz wrote this book called Psycho-Cybernetics. I like to read books more than one time because the same book will have different messages to give you at different stages in your life. So you may have read it the first time, experienced the connections that you needed to make, changed or modified your behavior, and then maybe the next quarter or two quarters of time, you know, the next quarter of the year, the third quarter of the year, whatever, um, the book has new meaning and those messages have new context. And then a couple more quarters pass and you read it again. And you're like, how did I miss this? How did I miss that? You know, and so you kind of grow with a book. This is one of those books for me. I've probably read this book maybe five or six times. And in the book, Maxwell talks a lot about 
uh, the, I guess, the science of your thought life and the chemicals that are generated in your body as you continue to think certain thoughts over and over again. And in reading that book, I be like changed my thought life um, by modifying my my free time, my free brain space time um, as a way to combat replaying um, old narratives that aren't really relative to where I want to go. Traumatic narratives from the past and things like that, not really relevant to where I want to go. And those aren't the chemicals that I want to be running on. And I don't want to be a magnet for more of the past. I want to be a magnet for the things that I want. So after reading that book, I recorded my own mantras. I recorded my own binaural beats with um, mantras in there um, and, and guided meditations so that I can put those in my ears when I'm in the kitchen cooking, put those in my ears when I'm on the train, put those in my ears when I'm going to sleep because I got serious about um, controlling my thought, my thought life as a way to, to um, put some intention for the environment that I'm physically living in. I want to run on these chemicals. I want to maintain these thoughts and be a magnet for these things. These are the memories that I want to conjure up, not the the other ones. I want to conjure up the good experiences. Sometimes it can be almost kind of addicting to replay bad thoughts or maybe even memories of bad performances, mistakes or what have you. But the more that you replay the good things, it's almost as if, and, and Maxwell talks about in this book, you're nervous system does not know the difference between what you're remembering and what you're experiencing. It just thinks it's happening again. And I think that is so amazing. And it creates a stronger connection in your brain and in your chemical world, but uh, 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 between you and, and, and that thing that, that you're trying to recreate or re-remember. So, um, that is one conscious step that I took towards taking control of my thought life. And honestly, I can definitely say that uh, I've definitely been a magnet for beautiful things um, since doing that. And it makes me feel like a good steward of my, my home, my body home. And so um, I would encourage you to read that book and read that book lots of times and make you know, a conscious decision to take control of your thought life because it does your thoughts and your mantras and the way that you speak to yourself are just like the curtains and the furniture and the tableware in your house. It's really how you experience your body home. And so that is my call to action for this podcast is for you to ponder how you want to take control of your body home? How do you want to decorate your body home? What kind of thoughts do you want to entertain? What kind of mantras do you want to have a part of your body home that says this is you are in, you know, Tavana's body. And these are the things that characterize your body home life. These thoughts, these conversations, these relationships, um, this type of self-talk, these types of supplements, this kind of food, this kind of lifestyle, whatever, whatever. When I talk about food, that's what I mean, your your diet, um, your rituals, 
These are things that um, characterize what it is like to be in your body. And that's my call to action is to find ways to be more conscious of that and intentional. If you, um, you know, think it's a huge undertaking to think about the thoughts, rituals, diet, supplements, mantras that you do want, you can really, really help yourself by taking on a smaller task, which is to be conscious of the thoughts, rituals, mantras, self-talk, relationships that you don't want, because that will help lead you towards the ones that you do. Well, that's my podcast for today. Music for my podcast was created by my friend Liz Full at lizfoll.com. That's L-I-Z-F-O-H-L.com. If you would like a private lesson in voice, piano, music history, music theory, songwriting, or if you would simply like my perspective on a problem you're trying to solve as an independent artist, go to musiclessonswithtavana.com. There you can see my schedule and see if it matches yours. Book a session with me that will be conducted via Zoom, Google Hangout, or FaceTime. I hope to see you there.